bullshit! Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. I know what you're thinking. Is he or isn't he wearing pants? I'm proud to say that I am, in fact, currently wearing pants. It's a good day. And welcome to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. We've... <sighs> Like it's been a week, all right. I'm just, I'm just in, I'm just diving headfirst into it this week. I'm not even messing around with you, okay? I'm just, I'm going headfirst into it. We're not playing around. This is it. This is the show. This is the podcast that you listen to weekly. Welcome to the Smoking Hot Podcast. I'm Hot Toddy, the guy who is wearing pants. So congratulate me or however you want to do. I congratulate you for listening and and to somebody who is wearing pants because I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I do these monologues. I'm not always wearing pants. So, you know, you should be happy and gracious that today, thinking of you, my audience, I've decided to put on pants. We've spent an entire minute talking about this, and uh, I feel kind of stupid for doing it. So let's move right along uh, and get into this week's episode. It is part two of the horrors of NOLA. That's right. If you listened to the show last week, uh, you heard all about Madame Delphine Lalaurie. Lalaurie, I can never say her name correctly, but you heard all about her and her just disgusting way of life in New Orleans. And now we're going to move on to part two, and you're going to get two locations in this edition. One is the Old City Morgue of New Orleans, which has now been turned into a spillover hotel. I'm not joking. You'll learn all about that. And you'll learn all about some of the fucked up marriages that were put together in New Orleans back in the 1800s and 1700s. It's it's a blast, let me tell you. So uh, we've got a lot to get to in this week's episode. And it's, uh, it's a very creepy one. And it's kind of disgusting all at the same time. If you were disgusted by last week's episode, you might be thoroughly disgusted. You might actually... You might, uh, you might, actually, you might actually do that this week on this week's episode. Because it, it, gets, it gets hardcore. It gets hardcore. Me, me and Miss Pingreen took a tour that was just extremely hardcore. So this is the f- last half, the part two of the horrors of NOLA. So we've got that coming up. Plus, you'll find out what Amazon is doing with their employees and what the hell would this show be? What would it be without an all-new Ollie report? So let's let's not waste time. We're wasting time. Me talking about wearing pants, not wearing pants. Who cares? You want? Fuck it. I'm taking my pants off. I'm taking them off. Here we go. Set the microphone down. I'm taking them off. Take them off! Pants are coming off! Yeah! (laughs) Nike! I'm nudie! Uh... Um... Please don't tune out and and keep listening because we've got a great episode ahead. It's 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 an all new episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What have I done? Ollie Smoking Hot Toddcast promos. Take one. All right, Ollie. Just say this is Ollie, and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast show podcast station. Okay. All right, Ollie. This time, just say uh, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Smoking Ollie Report. No, that's not. Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie. This time, just say this is the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Biscuits. Damn it. Okay, Ollie, just say the words, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside, I see people, I see grass and trees and buildings! I hate you. The Smokin' Hot Todd- Smokin' Hot Toddcast! You suck, Ollie! It is now owned by the hotel that is on the corner up here, the Chateau. So whatever that building gets filled up, all the excess people come and stay out here. Or, if you really, really want, you can special request to stay in this building instead. It becomes very popular during Halloween. I'm not lying. Usually it's like very affordable. Once Halloween comes, it's like 405 bucks, $500 a night. And the reason 
is because this was the old New Orleans morgue. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I love the whole big story, but we're gonna skip over that. <laughs> does it go the whole block or just go the half block down? Um, just the half. You can actually see it when we're passing it up. Okay. So, here's what we're gonna be discussing. That would be one of our more infamous yellow plague epidemics. Again, New Orleans was not only extremely flammable, susceptible to fires because the French didn't really know how to build anything that was fireproof. <laughs> Cypress trees, they'll last you forever if you take care of it, but it doesn't take much to erupt into flames. <laughs> now, a couple of things about yellow fever before I proceed. It is extremely contagious. It is spread by mosquitoes. And if you're ever in New Orleans in the middle of summer, you know that the mosquitoes don't play down here. They attack you from the moment you wake up to the moment you pass out. This particular bout of yellow fever in the late 1800s <clears throat> had a very high death rate. It was 80%. So chances were extremely high that if you caught it, you were gonna die. The last stage of yellow fever is a coma. Because this is taking place in the late 1800s, they haven't quite figured out what a coma is just yet. That's gonna play into the story in just a little bit. One last thing about yellow fever. If you were extremely fortunate if you managed to survive this disease and you woke up from your coma, you were forever immune to yellow fever. You will never catch it again in your life. Kind of like chickenpox, but not as, <laughs> way more deadly. Now, while this yellow fever epidemic is going on, the old New Orleans morgue was run by some doctors. You know, guys with medical experience who can actually tell if someone has died or not. They have a whole system set in place because people are dropping like flies. They would go down the entire street and lay out bodies head to toe one by one. They would put a candle on top of the bodies and light them up at night and pray to God that one of their family members would recognize them, claim their bodies, and bring them to go be buried in their family tomb. And this is where we start to talk about our burial practices because that is, again, very important. Please keep in mind, they did not figure out, because the French came here in the 1600s, they, couldn't, they did not figure out until the 1700s that you can't bury your dead here. We have an extremely high water table. So if grandma passes away and they put her in a coffin and bury her in the ground, as soon as it rains, she pops back up and scars poor little Timmy for life. <laughs> so what they started doing, they started building these above ground tombs. Now, this area was and continues to be predominantly Catholic. They did not believe in embalming their dead, nor do they believe in cremation. This was kind of a thing around that. Because while it's 120 degrees out here, in those tombs, it's more around 300 to 400 degrees. Whoa. It's a slow cremation process. So at this point in time, when grandma passes away, they put her in a wooden box, put her in these above ground tombs, and her body has one year and a day to decompose. And then once grandma's time is up, they open it back up, take a 10 foot hole, which is where the saying went, touch it with a 10 foot hole comes from, and scoop her to the back. And in the back, they have an opening known as the crevasse. And the crevasse. Basically, just French and she of course would fall through the little opening and join the rest of everybody else who was buried in that tomb so it's not just one person it's anywhere from 15 to 30 depending on the family you're listening to hot toddy
on the Smoke It Hot Toddcast. I love Amazon, but apparently they want to get real close with their employees. They just announced that they've granted two patents for employee wristbands that track where a given warehouse worker is at all times. That's right. They've created wristbands to track the hand movements of their workers. They say it's a great idea. I say it's a weird idea. But finally, yes, we can now track butt scratching. Okay, looks like all the employees have the wristbands on. Let's start tracking. Let's do it. Although I really hope we don't get... Yep. Looks like Carl's already scratching his butt. How long was that? About 10 seconds. That's a new record. Amazing or pathetic? Oh, looks like Carolyn's about to put bin A items into bin B. There we go. Oh boy, Steve's getting ready to put prime information into the seller folder. Are we good? Yes. Okay. Oh, looks like Carl's going to the bathroom. Probably taking a quick pee break. Um, I don't think that's what he's doing. What do you mean? Well, his wrist motion is like constant. Constantly forward and backwards, that is. I don't like where this is going. Oh my god, he's... He's... Ah! Ah! He's jerking the gherkin! Shut it off! Shut it all off! I can hear his ball slapping! No! Turn it off! Smoking hot podcast. Because we have that whole year and a day thing going on, if grandma passes away and then a couple months later grandpa dies of a broken heart, they can't put grandpa in the family tomb because grandma hasn't finished decomposing yet. So what they do in grandpa's case is they have these temporary tombs and you'll see them anytime you go into the cemetery. They're called oven tombs because they look like a bunch of different bread ovens. They'll take grandpa, they put him in one of those. And then once grandma's time is up and his time is up, they go and they open up grandpa's grave. They take the 10 foot pole, but instead of scooping him back, they scoop him out into a little baggie, bring him to the family tomb, and then dump him in there and push him back to go join grandma. Wow. Ah. Ta-da! <laughs> So, because again, the whole year and a day thing, the city itself did have tombs on the side for people who were not claimed by any family members. So if they had a dead corpse, they could go and bring it to be buried. But because the death rate is is astronomical at this point in time, people are dropping left, right, and sideways. They did not have enough tombs for these people. So that's why the doctors would put all the bodies out on display so their families could come and look to see if any of their family members or relatives were there so they could bring them to the family tomb and get buried and not be a problem with the morgue anymore. When was that an issue? Like, when did that become an issue, though? Was that an issue before the flood? Or is it an issue, like, regardless? Like, it was that- an issue regardless. So basically, every single summer, there was a yellow fever um, outbreak because again, spread by mosquitoes. But this year in particular, 1888, I believe it was, it was very, very bad. Because again, the death rate was 80%. Chances were much higher that you were gonna die from yellow fever than survive. Eventually, the doctors who are running the Old New Orleans morgue succumbed to yellow fever themselves. And instead of getting more doctors to come and handle this place, the city decided that they were going to send some clergymen instead. Basically, nice religious dudes who have no medical experience whatsoever. They don't know how to pronounce someone dead. Now, they, again, because they had people dropping like flies, had a system, but it wasn't the nice, neat little system that the doctors were doing. Sure, they still kept bodies outside on the pavement to be claimed, 
but not in the same neat, organized fashion. Instead, they started doing body piles. Now, these body piles would generally be six to eight people high, and they would go all the way down from the beginning of the block all the way to Bourbon Street. A couple of things could have happened, and this is where it gets really, really gross. If you were lucky enough to survive yellow fever, you still weren't out of the woods yet. Because if you woke up from your coma, chances were extremely high that you would actually wake up in a coffin. If you were very, very lucky and you woke up from your coma and you were on a body pile, you would wake up at the top. You'd look around, suffer some mild PTSD, roll off, and then go home. If you were in the middle or at the bottom of the body pile, however, there were one or two ways that you could have gone. The first way is that you could have actually been slowly crushed to death from the weight of everybody on top of you. The second way that you could have died in the body pile was because this is summer in New Orleans, 100 degree heat, 100% humidity, these bodies are on the street in the sun, decomposing at a very accelerated rate. You could have actually drowned to death from the body fluids of everybody decomposing on top of you. So, wasn't that fun? <laughs> You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello there and welcome to this week's Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy, and you're listening to a new Hot Toddy. If you recall, last week I had a bit of a nervous breakdown, and I kind of needed to be talked down to after the report because it was, well, it was... It was not good times on this front, as you can imagine. So I spoke to a therapist, and the therapist told me some fantastic USA elements in order to keep myself intact. So if at any point in this report you hear me getting upset, I will be referring to my USA, because USA gets us through everything. I have found this out. So if Ollie stresses me out, just remember, USA, USA. And the same goes for you too. If you're feeling stressed, just keep saying, Usa. Usa. And now, on to this week's report. This week's report's very important because, as always, usually every year, we cover the Oscars on this particular report. This year is no different. Ollie is in L.A. this week to cover the huge wins at the 2018 uh, 90th Academy Awards, to be exact. And now, without further ado, the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are you in Los Angeles? Usa, Usa, Usa. So, Ollie, have you been covering the Oscars like we asked you to? You know what's really weird? I come out here every year, like you said a minute ago, and I never find anybody named Oscar. Usa, Usa. Yes, Ollie, that's wonderful. So, tell us, did you get to meet a lot of celebrities on the red carpet? I once dated a girl with a red carpet. Afterwards, I had to take penicillin for a month. Brisket! Usa, 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 Usa. It's really hot out here, but it's always hot in California, though, when you think about it. It's not cold like it is in Tennessee. However, it's been pretty warm there, too. There's a car and the Hollywood sign. I see the Chinese theater. Did you know I'm not Chinese? Hashtag origins. The word Usa cannot be said enough, Ollie. So moving on, let's get right into it. Of course, it was a big evening for a lot of people. Uh, Most notably, and it is absolutely amazing and fantastic that this man won, Jordan Peele. He won for Best Original Screenplay for his movie Get Out that was huge this time last year. Did you talk to him about this amazing historic win for him? I like Chappelle's show. I'm sorry? I like Chappelle's show more than I 
do Key and Peele. Key and Peele is funny. I mean, they do have A.A. Ron, but Chappelle's show was funnier. They got him Rick James, bitch! Uh-huh. Well, we're not talking about Key and Peele or Chappelle's show, Ollie. We're talking about Jordan Peele's big win at the Oscars. Did you talk to him about this historic night? Where's my chaps? Usa, usa. Okay, Ollie. All right. Let's let's not think about your chaps. I'm going to a nightclub tonight. I'm not gonna wear underwear. <laughs> okay. Usa, usa. Well, how about Guillermo del Toro? It was a huge night for him. He won Best Director for The Shape of Water. Did you get his reaction on this big win? Did you see that movie? It was crazy. A woman and a fish have sex. I thought it was gonna hurt. Oh, oh, Ollie, don't do that. I'm gonna. Okay. Usa. 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 Ollie, can you Usa with me? Okay. Okay. Okay, let's let's just all calm down. Let's just calm down, okay? I think that's the best idea. Don't you agree, Ollie? Butt cheeks. Ollie! Okay. So, moving on. Um, Rita Marino kind of stole the night before the Oscars started because she showed up in the dress that she wore to the 1962 Oscars, and she had a very powerful message uh, that she was trying to send out that night. Did you get to talk to her at all? Because that had to be a, a, a true honor if you did. I mean, do we really need to get into it? Of course I didn't. No, no, why would you? You're an asshole. Um... Well, did you speak with Frances McDormand? Of course, she was in the film Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. She won Best Actress the other night. What did she have to say about her big win and on the film itself? Because it was a very, very, uh, very interesting film and a uh, very hard-hitting film. You know what's weird is that I see that movie everywhere. How so? I see three billboards lined up against each other everywhere I go. It seems like every interstate, there's one there. There's one about McDonald's. And there's one about a hotel. Hey, there's one about Disneyland and Universal Studios. There's billboards everywhere. I hate you, Ollie. You have done nothing but made this report a piece of shock. I can't believe it. Well, I can believe it. I mean, we've done this for, for, for what, four years now? You've not made anything right. You've not had any good reports at all. Ever, 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 ever. I'm tired of Usa. Oh, f*** you, Usa. F*** Usa. And f*** you. And f*** the Oscars. And f*** your mom. Why are you dragging her into this? I don't know. I'm very upset again. I'm having an episode. I'm going to stick this microphone up my ass. Well, very well, Hatsadi, but before you do that, I, I would just like to say that I did, in fact, speak with Guillermo del Toro about his film, and he said he's so thrilled to have won this amazing award and glad that the film had the impact that it did. I also spoke with Gary Oldman, who won Best Actor, and he is absolutely thrilled with the win and was glad that everybody enjoyed Darkest Hour. I also spoke with Sam Rockwell, who won Best Supporting Actor for Three Billboards Outside Ambing, Missouri, and he cannot believe about this huge win. He never thought he would be at this level as an actor, but is so thrilled that he is, and he gets to live a whole new life in Hollywood. As for everyone else, they're thrilled with their wins. And here's to the 90th Academy Awards and onward and upward to the 91st Academy Awards coming next year. Hatati? Hatati, are you there? I'm sorry. Hatati's not here. If you'd like to leave a message, please shove it up your ass and vomit it up. Because Hatati is now naked, laying in the fetal position, sucking his thumb, and trying not to defecate himself. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. Orson Welles smoking hot Toddcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say, Hello, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say, This is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, uh, do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! 
the smoking hot. Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! So, remember how I said New Orleans had a very interesting thing when it came to mistresses? <laughs> well, back in the day, there was something that was called plissage. Plissage basically was whenever a rich white guy would take on a woman of African descent and it was usually a, it's pretty much a common law marriage, but he wasn't considered married until he married a white woman. And then at that point, he was considered a married man, but oftentimes he would still have a mulatress or whoever, octagon, whatever they were, on the side. Generally, what would happen is he would father children with her. He would buy her a house, pay for her clothes, her food, pay for the family, and do all sorts of other good stuff until he dies. And then once he passes away, everyone on the white side of the equation got everything that they deserved, while everyone on the opposite end, however, basically kind of screwed. The <coughs> voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, was actually took hold in a plissage arrangement. She won. I'm sorry. She took part of a plissage arrangement. Okay. Now, again, I would like to say that this was basically a common law marriage, and this was a very easy way to kind of get around those whole interracial marriage laws, you know, being illegal and everything. That was how they got around that. Because even though, in Marie Laveau's case, at least, so there must have been countless others, even though she was in a common law marriage with this guy who was married with another woman, they were still madly in love. But back then, society dictated they couldn't actually legally be together. He even bought her a house. You can go look at it. It's on St. Anne Street, as if you're going to the St. Louis Cemetery number one. It's a blue double shotgun house, duplex. It's got a plaque on it that says Marie Lowe's house. Really pretty, very humble. So, up the street over here, they have a building that is rumored, okay, rumored to be one of these main places where these men who were looking for a plissage arrangement would meet these women who were also looking for the same thing. They called them um, the, these octopuses. These were these plissage balls. That's what they would do. These women would gussy up, look all pretty, dress to the nines, go out, and try to basically land herself a man. And because these were very dramatic Frenchmen, can anyone take a guess as to what would happen if two gentlemen took an interest in the same woman? No. Duel. A duel. They would take off their gloves, slap each other across the face, and say, I challenge you to a duel, and proceed to an arrangement time to actually fight this Oftentimes, they would agree to meet here in St. Anthony's Garden behind the cathedral at daybreak to fight their duels for this beautiful woman. Now, the French did not duel the way that we know dueling. They had their own set of rules in the way they handled things. They dueled with swords. And the rule was, first blood loses. So if you and I are sitting there duking it out for a beautiful woman and I cut you first, I win. Nobody dies, everybody's fine, you're good to go. However, after the Louisiana Purchase and once the Americans came to town, they brought over their way of dueling. And they didn't fight with swords or till first blood loses, they fought with guns to the death. Now, finally, at this point in time, the church put its foot down and said, no, we don't want anybody holding their duels here anymore. Go somewhere else. Right? They never had a problem with it before. Like, why? So what they started doing, they would move their duels all the way out to City Park in an area known as the Dueling Oaks. But it should just be called Dueling Oak because there's only one left. And that is where they would stand back to back their guns. One, two, three, turn and shoot. So, here's some 
last minute advice for trying to survive the French Quarter while you were here on vacation. <laughs> if you just so happen to be in this area during sunrise, daybreak, or just the early, early morning hours, and you hear a metal clanging, that's okay. That's just the ghost duking it out for a beautiful woman. But if you hear gunshots, that was in a different location. Those are more than likely real, so you just better run away. <laughs> and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Yeah, where were you again last week, Sheila? Sheila was back from her abdominal, uh... Abdominal, my... Hell. <laughs> yes. Whatever it I is. Out- you were pregnant, but now it's okay. But now- <laughs> <laughs> I had my right to choose. That's right. Um, oh... <laughs> And I chose not to come here. Oh, no, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so honestly, what I I, was, I wish I had Sheila's choice. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have been that hard. I've been like, take it away. Yeah. Adrian will never have a, a younger sibling. You're never doing that. No. No. One and done. You can't. You can't afford the epidural. That's why. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't <laughs> that's afford true. another kid. Ah. Like if it's very true. Glass, yes. <laughs> Like, I, I can barely afford to feed myself and my, like, menagerie. And your current flock. Your entourage. As it, as it is, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, like, trying to get me to put my puppies down, the old ones. <laughs> like, they're all just, like, can't Oh, the actual dogs. I thought you meant, like, your husband and kid. I was like, no, don't kill people. No, no. Shokai. Yeah. Shokai. And, still, and Demos. They're still going, though. Are they? Is Shokai still falling off the couch? <laughs> yes, that's just a yes. Just answer the yeah. Uh, just say yes. I yes, mean. he is. But he's still like going strong. He's like a happy blind. <laughs> <laughs> does he actually wag his tail? He does, and he gets ha- and he 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 mixes up his days and nights, and that's the only part that's like wow. But uh, <laughs> that's yeah. the only part Everything that's like wow. Great though, man. I could you could tell he's happy. Yeah, he is. Like I know him. He I, takes a dump in the floor. Like, he'll be sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wears dieties now. Oh, he wears a diaper. <laughs> he wears a diaper. Yes. Please bring in a picture of this. A di- how can how can you put a diaper on a dog? Yes. He a hole for the towel and. <laughs> Yeah. I've I've never said this before, that, but that sounds kind of cute. It's a it's gotta be adorable. <laughs> yes, bring pictures. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see Shokai as as an invalid. You, know, you say that, but you know, in one more day, he's gonna be 16 years old. God, that's three years past the dog life expectancy. Yeah. You understand? And he's a Pisces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he's got, he's not, he doesn't have, well, I guess he's got everything working for him. I was going to say he doesn't have much working for him. Demos, I can't put diapers on because I don't know. Like, I've thought about getting him, like, adult diapers. Mm-hmm. But the adult diapers are, like, underwear. And I need the little snappy snap to put on. <laughs> like, I can't, and, like, and we all know that you're not supposed to mess up your underwear. Just If you're wearing diapers, you mess those up. Yeah. But, you, you know, you wash your underwear. Well, you know, you know the adult depends. Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. You For wash diapers. those? No, you don't. Oh, okay. I was no. about to say, I'm not... You throw them away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they don't have the snaps because you pull them up. They're like pull-ups. Wait, are there are there little, like, designs on this, too? Like dog bones or something? Uh, it has the Looney Tune character. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. Yeah. Well, I get him. I get Shokai actual baby diapers. Okay. I cut the hole myself. Because mm. <laughs> the dog diapers are, like, a lot more expensive. <laughs> We can't afford the epidural. You, I remember you were looking for a dog diapers on this show I, a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I was. Oh, forgot I came about up that. And made my own. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like twenty dollars for a pack of ten. I was like, yeah, no. You're on the bottom ne- of the necessity, barrel. Necessity breeds invention. <laughs> You're on the bottom barrel of healthcare. You don't need to be buying dog diapers. That's true. Yeah. 
so I get my diapers at the dollar store. Where everybody else does. Yeah. 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 You, yeah, you don't get real dog diapers. You get you get the the off brand diapers, and you cut a hole in the back for the tail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, you fashioning a, this little diaper. This is amazing. You. It's this is really great radio. not that hard. It takes <laughs> one second. I'm sure it does. Does he actually? Does he still try to to go number two, or does he just <laughs> he mess can. himself involuntarily? Like, just forget it. I'm just letting it out now. No, no, no. He, I mean, they, 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 they do their business. He, it's just at night. And their pants to, now. Well, at night he has to wear a diety because he doesn't like know to wake up necessarily. Oh my god! And so, <laughs> so he's so that, you just wake he's up. basically and, dead. Wait, so you wake no, up in the morning, not. you go to Shokai, and he's just a big brown and yellow mess when no. you walk in every morning. It's like, no. oh, Shokai, looks like you're doing good. Oh, no, kill me! He wakes up about three or four times at night to go out. Yeah, huh? But sometimes he like doesn't wake up in time to let me know before. Oh, okay. And so then I'll clean him up like right away. He doesn't like stay in it and foulness. You, what you, you I was going to say like it doesn't a, stick to his fur or anything, a, does it? You Good. need an around the clock dog nurse is what you need I at do. this point. I need sleep sometimes. That too, like, so yeah. You need a hospice. You need, you need a hospice. hospice care for this dog. I do, but like everybody's campaigning that I kill them and I'm just <laughs> I mean. Like is that is that like is that an acceptable reason to kill something? Yes. Be like, I'm tired. Well, no, no, it's no, it's not because you're tired. Uh, no, it's and and, and his if quality was... quality of life doesn't sound like. But it. he's yeah. happy. Uh, uh, how, so, uh, is he? How many times a day is he wagging his tail? Like, or does he even know how to do that anymore? Like he he wags, but he's not really a tail wagger. Like his happiness uh -huh. is like he he never. You was. have to sense it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you have to know him, but like he loves like <laughs> snagging me and um being near me and. Like he'll hear my voice and he's happy. Like he he's like just hoping else. you'll choke him out. <laughs> no, <laughs> like kill me, Sheila. Trust me. Uh, he's he's snuggling. He's wanting you to smother him. Yeah, that's, that's why he's snuggling just, you. Yeah, he's like <laughs> just put the pillow over. It'll be fast. No, it won't be fast. Yeah, unfortunately. God no. Mm. Old Yeller. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Podcast. Okay, so you've heard all the horrors. Now, all the horrors. Boo. Boo, squee, all the horrors. The ghosts are going to get you. The ghosts are going to... Oh, we didn't see none. We didn't see any. We wanted to, but we didn't. But, uh, so... They're still going to get you. They, they, they are. They're scary. Uh, but, but yeah. Yeah, so what do you think about uh, the, the, hor the horrors overall? Every house we saw... I mean, so this episode, of course, the last one we talked about, Madame Delphine... Delphine Lalaurie. Mm-hmm. This week, we talked about the... 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 Illuminati. Broken. Reset. That's right. The... We saw the... The... The old morgue. Yes. Probably my favorite... I know that sounds terrible. I mean, but it it it's appropriate. I mean, it is. It just kind of showed you like how I don't want to say dumb people were back then, but like how dumb people were back then. Well, they're they're throwing bodies on top of each other. I mean, but at least the the doctors when they had it were relatively smart about it and lined them up in little neat rows. The evangelists. Neat rows. I mean, but. But they weren't on top of each other. Oh, wow. The evangelistic, the clergyman. You're honest. You honestly still defend New Orleans and say that your all's fucked up history is no worse than everybody else's history. Because, like, I mean, you don't know. Like, I do I didn't know. know that about New Orleans until we went on that thing. There could be stuff about Tennessee that we don't know. Miss Pingrino, the defender. I don't. I, of awful don't history. You, you don't think that, like, Las Vegas has some bad stories? No. Because they do. They don't. Now, New granted... New York. Uh, granted... Chicago. Boston. I mean, you're there's not gotta even be something in California. You're not even from Boston, so stop saying Boston like Boston. you're from there. You're not from 
there. <laughs> no, I'm from New Orleans. No shit. That's what I'm, point I'm trying to get. It. But what I'm saying is, is that like Las Vegas is part of the Old West, so there probably was some Old West stories, like shootouts and shit. But it doesn't mean New Orleans was a giant port city. Literally everybody fucking came through it. What does that got to do with horror? Because it not, wasn't necessarily New Orleans natives who did it. Everybody came through that fucking shit. But where did it happen at? I mean, it happened in New Orleans. Thank you. Good like night. Everybody Good was night. there. Good night. But that's the point I'm trying to make is that the history of New Orleans is fuck. I believe that every city or every state has something. You just may not know about it. What? Do you, you hate me or something? What's wrong with you? I don't with you? hate you. I, you just dogging my home. No, 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 place. no. I, 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 that's why I, it's like you're not agreeing with my dogging. Uh, no, I don't think you should dog because everybody has bad pasts. Not as bad as New Orleans. I disagree with that. Look, the point I'm trying to make is that y'all got some messed up history. Bottom line. Everybody does. Not as bad as yours. Everybody does. No, not as bad as yours. You don't know that. Like, do you know every single history story about Tennessee? Yes. Every single one. I will go through every single one right now. You can. Yes. You don't know. You Here we go. You don't know that much knowledge. We're going to start it right now. Start it off as this little landmass. And then, do you want me to go into this? Keep going. Because, I mean, look, I like to keep these podcasts at least under an hour. We could be here all day. You don't know your shit. You don't know all your shit. I know Tennessee history. Everybody in the South's got some secrets, especially when it comes to fucking slavery. Not only did Louisiana have slaves, but Madame LaLaurie... LaLaurie. Mutilated them. Fuck slavery altogether. Let's just put that... I mean, indeed, that's terrible. But... You cannot... For hundred percent, say that nothing like that. When did this? When Tennessee. did this segment turn into a debate? Because this was supposed to be the closing of the horrors of Nola. Don't don't go there. I will I will bring you down to Chinatown. Oh honey, honey. No. I don't know what that means. Fuck it. I'm done. Overall, how did you enjoy the haunted tour, Miss Pengrino? I loved it. Can you elaborate? I, it was good. It, I liked that it, it did have a lot of history to it. It wasn't just, here's this place, it's haunted, next one. And I, I agree with that. I love the history behind all those places, even the ones you didn't hear about uh, on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I thought it was a very informative and interesting tour, and I think we should take another one sometime. I agree. Some of the stories could have been just a little shorter. Maybe we could have got one or two more places in there. That's kind of the reason why this was a two-part episode. (laughs) Yeah. One story took up an entire episode. So, say la vie. We did have a drunk girl in our tour group, so that probably played into that. She would not shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Which Hot Toddy and I have this with any concert we go to or tour we run into some sort of drunk or loud person. It's it's never failing, to be honest with you. Gravy burger. Oh, that was not even on the tour, but that was so funny. We don't have time to get into it, but trust Next me. Time. <laughs> trust me, it's some funny shit. All right. Well, that's it for us. Uh, did, so, overall, great tour, right? Great tour. All right. Enjoyed it. All right. Well, there you go. That, there, that right there is the horrors of NOLA. Ooh, say goodbye, Miss Pagrino. Goodbye, Miss Pangrino. You're listening to the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! It's time for From 10 at the 10, where we play the song that was topping the charts exactly 10 years ago today. And naturally, we play it in the 10th segment. On the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to the 10th segment of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. First of all, congratulations for getting to the 10th segment. Great job. I'm glad you're not tuned out just yet. And welcome to this segment that we like to call From 10 at the 10. And this is where we take a look back 10 years ago to this very day and we find out what was the top song from that very day 10 years ago. I think we covered that in the intro, but just in case you didn't know, that's how this works. So now let's take a look back to March 8th. 2008. What was the number one song at that time? The number one song in the nation on March 8th, 2008 was Low by Flowrider. And away we go on From 10 at the 10 on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Let me talk to you. Come on. 
and I bought her to go Them birthday cakes, they stole the show So sexual, she was flexible, professional Drinking next to no, hold up Wait a minute, do I see what I think I was? Did a thing I seen, sure they get low Ain't the same when it's up that close Make it rain, I'm making it snow Work the pole, I got the bank roll I'ma say that I prefer them no clothes I'm into that, I love women exposed She threw it back at me, I gave her more Cash ain't a problem, I know where it goes She had them Smoke It Hot Toddcast. And there you have it, the horrors of NOLA. What have I learned from this experience? I don't know about today, but the people of New Orleans back in the day were some fucked up individuals. Just some fucked up. I mean, Miss Pingrino tries to, like, defend it and be like, oh, everybody's got fucked up history. Oh, it's, it's nothing new. No, no. New Orleans, New Orleans is not fucked up. They are just fuck. New Orleans, back in the day, was fuck. Just disgusting. And what, what you need to understand that every single place that we toured, they were just like a few blocks away from each other. Horrible atrocities against human beings took place not just just a few feet from each other or around the corner. I mean, everywhere you turn, there's a huge piece of dark history about New Orleans. And uh, it's a beautiful city. I love going there. If you've never been there, highly recommend it. Go check out New Orleans and take the ghost tour. Take the tour, the haunted tour. And learn all about these crazy places, but and you'll leave there with a new perspective, and and that, and I do, I did, and I and now I will always think of New Orleans as a beautiful place to visit. But if I think about it in a historical context, it is a messed up place, just a the the most messed up place, it, it, probably in America. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But uh, I, I, I feel like it, it kind of is. But it's, it, it's a great city. I, I know I'm very contradictive right now. I was like, oh, it's, it's a horrible place. But I love going there. No, no. It, it, New Orleans now is a beautiful, wonderful, and an extremely fun place to visit. Uh, but I would not have visited there back in the 1800s. And, I, and after listening to this, I'm sure you would agree. But anyway, that's the horrors of NOLA and what horrors they were. And that's going to do it for us this week. We've got another brand new episode 
episode coming your way next week. Uh, make sure you follow me on all social media. Uh, that's Hot Toddy 9102 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hot Toddy 75 on Snapchat. And you can find me now, Hot Toddy, on Vero. I have really no expectations for this particular piece of social media. It just seems to be the end thing. Everybody's getting an account for it. I still have no followers or anything or following anybody, uh, but apparently everybody says you need to get on Vero, so you can now find me on Vero. You can also follow the Hot Toddy page on YouTube. That's Hot Toddy Tube. Uh, Hot Toddy on Mixcloud and the Smoking Hot Toddcast page on iTunes. You can also follow some of the gang of the Smoking Hot Toddcast on social media. We'll begin with Twitter. Miss Pingrino at Pingrino. Sheila at Sheila Hawk. Doc Summit at Kev Summit and Miranda at the Miranda Joe on Instagram. Miss Pingrino at Pingrino. Sheila at Sheila Hawk Doc Summit at Kev Summit and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe. Until next week, this is Hot Toddy saying, I was doing this whole closing with no pants. Ah!